Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. And have you ever wondered what to do when you hit a roadblock in your career? What should be the next step? Have you ever wondered about millionaire success habits or how to turn your ideas into reality? Or even better, can money buy happiness? Well, let's find out because my guest is Dean Graziosi, who is an entrepreneur, leader, multiple New York Times bestselling author, world-renowned success coach, and so much more. He's very inspiring, so tune in, guys. Hi, Dean. Welcome to Not Basic Blonde Podcast. Thank you so much for being my guest. It's good to be here. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm fine. Thank you. Would you please tell our listeners about yourself? Yeah, sure. Telling stories about yourself are great, only if it inspires and motivates. And that's what I want you to take away today. If you're, if you're listening, I know there's a lot of options that you have out there, uh, of podcasts and videos, right? Our time is occupied by so many things. I just want to share enough to let you know that wherever you are in your journey of wanting to do your own thing, want to be a better entrepreneur, a new entrepreneur, or just have more time and uh, you know, money, freedom, and control in your life. I've been in each situation. I know what it's like to want to do your own thing. I know what it's like to have envy of other people doing it. And I also know what it's like to try and fail and keep going and, and being blessed to have uh, more success than I've ever imagined possible. So just know wherever you're at today, um, I've been there. And I think that's what uh, the whole goal is. Now, a little bit about me is I grew up in upstate New York in, in a small town, uh, my parents were both really hardworking people, but I realized that hard work didn't equate to success. Uh, hard work just uh, led to hard work if you weren't working in the right area. I'm sure some of you can, you know, understand that or feel that, right? My my mom worked three jobs to make nothing. My dad worked in a in a collision shop, you know, fixing cars till late at night every day, and both of them worried about money and stressed about money, and they got married and divorced a lot. A lot of it was because of money. So I was lucky enough to see at a young age that hard work didn't equate to success. And I started modeling other people or finding other people that were older than me that seemed to be living a better life. In high school, you know, before 20, I started, before 16, actually, I started selling firewood. I used to cut down trees and sell people firewood. Then I started buying wrecked cars and fixing them and selling them. And then I got into real estate. Uh, and then I got into the knowledge industry where I shared um, I shared what I learned through uh, making money with real estate, through starting my own business, and I started writing books and creating courses. In between all of that, I was scared to death, felt like an imposter, didn't know if it would work, didn't know if it was real. Friends and family told me I was crazy. I didn't have the money to do something like this. I didn't go past co uh, high school. Uh, I barely got out of high school, so I didn't have a college degree. So, you know, you get a lot of the naysayers and the doubts and the critics 
And at the end of the day, they were all wrong. A lot of them are still struggling trying to find their way. And I took the path of an entrepreneur, which is fail, learn, succeed, fail, learn, succeed. And uh, I came out on the other side and I feel blessed now to be a multiple New York Times bestselling author and started over 13 companies and get to live life on my terms. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the quick snapshot. So I guess everybody can see, uh, I get wherever you are. Yeah. And what was your biggest challenge on your road to success? The stories we tell ourselves. You know, I would say I used to think the challenge was that I didn't have money or I didn't have a college degree or I didn't have family that supported me. But that's all a bunch of BS. It's never that. It's what we, we think it's that. It's not that. Uh, resourcefulness outweighs resources 100% of the time. Give the right person resourcefulness and another person just money. The person that's resourceful will always outdo, outperform, and outsucceed the person with just money. I mean, think about people who hit lotto. Most all of them go broke. They had resources, but not resourcefulness. So now that I realize it takes resourcefulness to be successful, the only thing that I had to overcome, my biggest obstacle was the story I told myself. Telling myself a shitty story got me really crappy results. When I shifted my story, I shifted my life. I think so too, because I used to find excuses and then, and then I found solutions to solve the problem. Yeah. And if someone feels stuck in a career, what should be the next step? Uh, stuck in a career. So here's the thing. You got to watch this as a trap. Um, feeling stuck means that you dislike what you're doing, which that's totally fine. And you're looking for that thing that could rescue you. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to share a little advice here is yes, get out of what you're doing. Find something that uh, can be rewarding, fulfilling, light up your soul and make you the money that you need. But don't hate what you're currently in, hoping that something will rescue you. Find a way to do what you're doing to the best of your ability. Step up your game. Become the best at your job, the best at your career, knowing that it's temporary until you become an investigative reporter and find that new outlet, whether that's doing, entering the digital economy or the information age that you want to sell products and courses and books, or you want to do podcasts and convert that to income, or, or you want to be an influencer. Whatever it is that you want to do, go for it. Please gain the capabilities from someone who's already done it and go for it. But I'm going to suggest something you may have never heard. Step up your game in what you're currently doing, knowing you're going to leave it. Because if you dread it and hate it, it'll just, how you do one thing is how you do everything. You can't be over in your career or your job hating it and think you're going to go into the new thing with this newfound energy. It usually doesn't work. I've been in this situation. I hated fixing cars, but I fixed cars and found a way to be the best at it. And I smiled and customers used to think I was the happiest guy working on cars and being a mechanic. I wasn't. I just found a way to love it temporarily because I knew there was a bigger future for me. Wow, that's an amazing advice. That's so true. Would you please tell us more about Underdog Advantage book? Uh, underdog Advantage, you know, I just feel like we're all underdogs, right? And if we're not underdogs, we need to adopt an underdog mindset. It kind of relates back to what I shared earlier, that we don't need resources. Like I said, people who at Lotto go broke, people who are left lots of money by their family, usually end up pissing it away or, or getting in trouble with it. They had the money, but not the resourcefulness. So I looked back over my own life and I, I researched a lot of the most successful people in the world and realized it's the underdogs who really come back, the ones that figured out to use negativity as a positive, to uh, uh, turn I can't into I can, to become massively resourceful, to turn pain into persuasion. And when you really 
identify the traits of an underdog are the traits we all want, we all desire. So I decided this is my sixth book. I'm lucky to be a multiple New York Times bestselling author, but this is my favorite. The Underdog Advantage gives you the story and gives you the strategies and the tools to turn your disadvantages into your superpower. And would you please tell us more about your book, A Millionaire Success Habits? If you just think of habits, right? We all have habits. We either have good habits or bad habits, right? People go, oh, I don't want to change habits. But if you have a habit of procrastinating, a habit of letting your friends and family uh, get in your mind and you don't, don't take action, a habit of obsessing on the news until you feel crippled, a habit of watching too, not, too much Netflix or going out too much. If you have a habit, that's fine. It's a habit, but it's a habit. And it's not serving a bigger, better version of you or serving you having the ability to make more money. So in Millionaire Success Habits, which I love that book, that's my last book. It was one of the best-selling books of the last couple of years. I decided to share habits that you could replace that give you the ability to overcome obstacles, to not listen to the naysayers, to move forward, to be better with persuasion, be better at starting your own business and just adjusting. It's not uh, you know, again, people look at habits as a hard thing, but if you just replace a habit that doesn't serve you with a habit that could allow you to accomplish your goals and have sustainable success, um, then, you know, that's what everybody wants. So that's why I, I wanted to go upstream. You know, there's so many people sharing uh, the magical money machines, how to get rich overnight. And has that ever worked for anyone? So we, we need the habits. We need the advantages um, kind of shown to us. And, and that book really caught fire. So uh, yeah, time to shift your habits. What habits are must-haves for successful people? I think some of the, the strongest habits are the ones you, we think are the simplest. We have to have a habit of working on our mindset every day. Because if our mind and our thoughts tell us we can't, then we won't. If our mind tells us we can, we will. If our mind tells us we must, it's an absolute right? We have to obsessively work on solutions. We have to, it's all the things you've heard before, but are you really doing it? right? You can't go to the gym over a weekend and be in great shape for the rest of your life. You have to work out every day or most of the days. It's the same way with your mindset. That's why I wanted to give people habits, right? When, when things go wrong, are you looking for someone to blame or whose fault it is? Or are you looking for the gift in what went wrong and how you can learn from it and grow? Are you having that? Do you have a habit of hoping someone's going to solve this for us, right? There's, there's no Prince Charming coming to save any of us. This is on us. We got to do our own thing. So you have a habit of being self-fulfilling, right? You have a habit of, of overcoming your own obstacles, to surround yourself with the right people, to learn how to persuade in an ethical way. So it's, uh, you know, I have a habit of a morning routine where I wake up and do a routine every day that puts me in, in a, a state of confidence. It puts me in an offensive mood so I can attack the day rather than playing defense and just waiting for emails and text messages to come in. So it's, it's subtle little things but I guess when you realize that the little things aren't the big things, the little things are everything, that's when life shifts. I see. And if you're a young entrepreneur, how do you grow your wealth? If you're a young entrepreneur, how do you grow your wealth? Yes. Steady and strong and don't think it happens overnight. I'm 51 years old as we're doing this right now and I've been blessed to be, have massive success, but it didn't happen overnight. Work 25% harder than you think you need to work. Don't look at all the BS online thinking people are getting rich overnight. Work on your mindset every single day. Set a compelling future and stare at it every day. Don't take advice from people who are unqualified. 
pay for self-education, pay for speed, get courses, get trainings, get in masterminds from people who have already achieved it. Don't try to learn on your own and keep pushing forward, fail forward. There's nothing that can stop you if you follow that. Do you believe in vision boards? <laughs> because, you know, there are so many things going on around vision boards that all successful people usually have them. And that's like your kind of image that you have to like go for. I mean, kind of like a plan. Yeah, you know, I have to say, I, I know a lot of people that do them. I don't. I don't. So if you want my honest take on it, I think there's a lot of people doing vision, board, vision boards. They look at it three or four times and it doesn't mean crap. Like if you're going to put a vision board, stare at that every single day, write out your goals and fight and scream and kick to understand why the hell you want it. Uh, for me, a vision board is kind of BS. People put cars and boats and fancy trips on it. That doesn't mean shit, for lack of a better word. Dig into your heart. What does your soul really want? Like what does success really mean to you? It's not the boats, the car, and the Rolex. It's having freedom. It's having control of your choices. It's taking care of your parents, retiring your parents, putting money away for your kids, retiring your husband or wife that are in a, in a shit-ass job. Like, like dig into your freaking heart. If you want to put on your vision board of you and your family, you know, on a vacation, sitting around having real conversation, the stuff that means something, then do that. But I think, I think a lot of people post a, you know, cut boats and yachts and cars out of a, a magazine and put it on a vision board and it doesn't mean crap. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and how do you turn your ideas into reality? And how do you identify which ideas are profitable and which ones are just a fantasy? You know, there's just so much success leaves clues. Like be an investigative reporter, like dig into what's working for people. Dig into what success, you know, when the, when the world shifts, like what's going on in the world right now, there's many businesses that'll go out of business, many industries that'll go away. Well, simultaneously out of the dust, new industries will emerge and, and some industries that are alive now will, will exponentially grow. Be an investigative reporter, see what's working, right? See the world is going virtual. The world is home. The world's going to be home more. Where can you fit into the digital economy? Where can you enter the knowledge industry and share what you know? Things like that are growing exponentially. So I'd say be an investigative reporter and pick an industry. You know, you, you don't want to pick um, Blockbuster Video. You want to pick Netflix. You don't want to pick taxi cabs. You want to pick Uber. Look for the Uber in something that excites you and then just decide to burn the boats that you're going to do whatever it takes to gain the knowledge, learn from people who've already been there and one step at a time. Yeah. And based on your expertise, what do you think? Where should someone invest to make the best profits? I, you know, I, I'm going to have a different answer than most people. Some people tell you real estate. Some people tell you stocks. Uh, I'm going to say you invest in yourself. Invest in knowledge. Nothing stops. I, and I'm not talking about go, going back to college. I'm just being honest. I think the college system is broken. It hasn't kept up with the world. Um, invest in knowledge by getting a mentor or or getting a course, or getting in a mastermind with someone who's already done at the highest level what it is you want to achieve. Learn from other people's trial and error, not your own. Yeah, that's a great answer. I think so too. And you know, we had old mindset that we have to go to college and work hard, which nowadays has proven that it's totally not working for millennials, especially because we're all online and we're all like have startups. Yeah, exactly. What is the average length of time for a startup or new business to be in red and not to make any profit? The, the world is, has changed so much. I, I never had money. I never raised money. I never had a so-called startup and, you know, raised 
hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars and then figured out how to make it profitable. I, I, maybe I come from the old school because I didn't have money. Is like, I want to be profitable right away. I don't look at anything that's, that's going to take too long that I have to use other people's funds. Because when you use other people's funds, then other people get to make decisions in your business. So I, that's just not me. And I'm not saying it's bad. There's people way smarter than me that know how to do all that. That's not, that's not me. Everything I create, I'm looking to cash flow in the first 30 to 60 days. And again, a lot of things I do are online, but even I do real estate. I own hundreds of houses. Um, I write books. I do live events. I sell courses online. Um, I have high-end masterminds, all of those to me, I want to be, I want to be, I want it to pay for itself in the first month and I want to be profitable in the first 90 days. I look at all of it like if I'm not profitable, I'm not really a business. Again, that's my philosophy. Doesn't mean it's other people's and people haven't done incredibly well raising money. But I think that's a flaw of the system. Like, let me raise money. Like, no, go freaking make a business work and then if it's working well then raise the money you'll raise a whole bunch more how do you believe in yourself when no one does uh so i wrote so much about that and the underdog advantage it's an absolute must like how the best thing to do is if you could turn that into your fuel the more they doubt you what if the more they doubted you the more it was your like lightning in a bottle it was the gas that goes on the fire right it's it's easy when enough people tell you that it won't work or don't believe in you it's easy to go well maybe it won't and then what? You settle for a life you freaking hate? You settle for an okay life? Screw that. I'd rather, I would rather try and fail on my own. Try and fail and make it work. Try 10 times and fail because the 11th time is going to work or the 12th time is going to work. I would much rather do that um, than to give in to the naysayers. I, I guess the best thing you could remember is that uh, they don't make statues of critics. What do you think? Can money buy happiness? Hell yes. <laughs> of course it can. Uh, when people say money can't buy happiness, they say you haven't given enough away yet. If you've ever provided a meal or saved someone or shared money with your church so they could do something special or help somebody get out of slavery, feed a child, it's the greatest gift in the world. Employ people so they can go home and take care of their family. Retire your parents. I retired my parents in my 20s, made me happy as hell, right? Uh, I get to employ you know, lots and lots of people, they get to take care of their family. That makes me happy. Uh, I get to provide for my children and my wife and make sure they're secure and safe and they don't have to worry about anything. That makes me happy. And I get to, listen, money is like alcohol. If you're an idiot and a jerk, you get somebody drunk who's an idiot and a jerk. There's sometimes an idiot and a jerk and even more root. But you get somebody with money that might be an idiot and a jerk. Maybe they, they don't do the right thing with the money. But I doubt that's you if you're listening to a podcast like this. Usually it just compounds who you are. If you have a giving nature and you want to help other people, you make more money, you help other people. You flourish the economy and you make your family safe. That's pretty happy to me. Yeah, I think so too. Some people just have narrow perspective of money and role in relationship is money, especially so many people think money is evil. And that's the root of the problem. Yeah, for, sh for sure. Money's evil, but everybody that says it's evil still craves it. So it's a, uh, to me, that's a cop-out. If you're saying money's evil, it's just a cop-out. So because you're not willing to put the time, effort, and energy to go gain more of it. If you think it's evil, how does money solves poverty? Money solves homelessness. Money solves so many issues. So if you think it's evil, go make a shit ton of it and give it away. You'll see it's not evil at all. That's so true. <laughs> what is your favorite quote that you live by? I love the uh, Winston Churchill quote, the definition of success is going from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. 
Yeah, I love his quote too. That's an amazing one. And where can our listeners find you? Your social handles and all your information? Yeah. So um, if you want to check out my book, The Underdog Advantage, you can go to deansbook.com. You can go to Amazon and grab it for, for like 19 bucks. I think it's there. Or at Dean's Book, we're giving away free copies, hardcover. Uh, if you pay the shipping, we cover the book cost. Um, my podcast is called The Dean Graziosi Show. That's growing like crazy. Um, and uh, Instagram is a good place to find me because I'm on there every day doing a story and uh, sharing value that, at Dean Graziosi on Instagram. That's great. Thank you so much, Dean, for being my guest. Such an honor. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Keep up the good work. Yeah, thank you. Wow, guys, this episode inspired me a lot, and I hope it inspired you as well. I would love to hear your thoughts, so share it on your Instagram stories and tag NBB Podcast. Also, you can DM me at any time on Instagram. It's not basicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in, and enjoy your day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.